those little steps, those wins along the way to the bigger goal tend to give you the fuel, the encouragement that that's legit. Like I could touch that now. Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Hudson, and we're already into the second uh, month of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. So some of us like to use the beginning of the year to set goals, but if you haven't done it yet, it's not too late. You can set a goal anytime you want. So our guest today is going to help us with that. So let me introduce her. The college years are supposed to be fun, fulfilling, and educational, but as Esther Gonzalez Freeman knows firsthand, for many students, they are dominated by doubt, stress, low self-esteem, lack of purpose, and more. A first-generation Latinx scholarship student, Esther battled depression, anxiety, and imposter syndrome before flunking out. After learning some hard lessons about resilience, authenticity, and the true nature of success, Esther went on to earn a BA in political science and an MS in leadership and has since turned her pain into purpose. Now a highly sought after speaker, facilitator, writer, and a successful board certified career and business coach, she is passionate about motivating, empowering, and guiding others to create fulfilling, purposeful, and balanced lives. Over the course of her career as an educator and coach, she has helped thousands of students clarify and move closer to their goals while encouraging them to ask for help, come back from failure, and live life on their terms. Not only that, she and her husband are parents to two amazing girls, one of whom I keep trying to get on the podcast to tell us about her t-shirt business. (laughs) Charlotte, I'm saving you a spot. They are probably one of the most fun families I know. Welcome to the podcast, Esther. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And Charlotte will do the podcast. She will. I promise. (laughs) Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte makes me laugh so much. I, I think it's because I... We have the same kind of humor. Like, everybody doesn't get that kind of humor. You know, some people think you're, like, I don't know. You know, it's a little sarcastic, a little... <laughs> she is. She is a sarcastic dad joke. You know, puns, like, all of the above. Uh, she's a funny, funny, funny kid. And we were recently talking about um, adding a blog to her uh, t-shirt business website that she's working on. Um, because I think that, you know, writing is something she's passionate about. And I think that it would really help her come out of her shell, but also show off some of that humor that you just mentioned. Yeah, she is so funny. She should have her own. Yeah, I could see her. The funny word of the day from Charlotte, you know, just (laughs) make us all laugh. Um, So we're going to be talking about goal setting. Why do we need goals? What what's the point? You know, I think I see goals as, you know, entering the address into your GPS. Mm. You know, you you can have a general idea of where you want to go, but without that specific address, the GPS can only take you so close to your destination. Right. And goals are that. They're that specific address that help us get to that destination without having to drive around in circles and turn around and make the wrong turns and potentially, you know, 
take forever to get somewhere that could probably have taken us 15 minutes. Right. Sounds like the time warp we go through when we're on a road trip. (laughs) Yep. We we have this problem when we, when we go on these road trips, they're supposed to take five hours and, and for some reason, nine hours later, (laughs) we don't know what, we're not sure what happens. Like, or it's like, we, we lose time whenever we go, because there's so many of us as part of the problem, but yeah, I like it's kind of like you know if you say I want to go on a vacation, I really need a vacation, but you don't know where you're going, you don't know your budget. How are you supposed to plan anything, really? And will you ever get there? And if you yeah, do, well, and you just and you just had, you just gave an excellent example. Believe it or not, you said there's so many of us. Yeah. Sometimes there's so many voices in in our heads, let alone our teens' heads, that they don't even know which goal to pick or which direction is the right one for them. That's good. Yeah. What's the difference between a goal and a dream? So I always joke uh, about it and say that, you know, goals are the plans that you use to make your dreams come true. And, you know, you, you need a plan. And, you know, we have, we all have dreams of some sort. And sometimes the dreams are not quite realistic, right? Like I will never be a six foot tall athlete. I am stuck at five, five and quite unathletic. (laughs) Um, I could fix one of those, right? I could work using goal setting and taking action steps and become more athletic, but I'm still five, five. Right. Um, So having a plan to help make that dream or come close to that dream, that's where those goals come in. And it's not, it doesn't have to, I think a lot of times it feels intimidating to set goals for folks. It yeah. feels like it, it's a big thing um, when the reality it's that one bite at a time. Mm. It's like goals are like the feet to your dreams, putting feet to yeah. your dreams. It is. And, and sometimes it can help us. So it, it helps me at least, right? A lot of times I have those voices in my head. You mentioned, you know, imposter syndrome. Like I still deal with that. I still deal, I have anxiety disorder. So I have things that I have to push against when I'm working towards my dreams. And that's goal setting, those feet, um, help me keep it bite-sized and manageable. Mm. And when you do that, it doesn't seem as scary as it did in the beginning, right? So you talk to people who are um, mountain climbers, marathon runners, um, and I right now in my life where I'm at, the idea of running a marathon is like, absolutely not. But if I sat down with someone and they said, okay, well, the first day I just walked half a mile and this is how I did it. I walked half a mile every day and then I jogged that half a mile and then I started building up from there. And eventually I got to a point where I could run five and then I could run 10 and then I could run 13. And then those little steps, those wins along the way to the bigger goal tend to give you the fuel the encouragement that that's legit like i could touch that now right you know maybe a year ago like that was a dream but right now it's legit like i'm i'm right there i'm at i'm on the cusp of achieving that and i didn't get there overnight i had to set goals and create action plans and and work do the work because there's work required to get there Right. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because I was listening to um, the One Thing podcast. Have you ever heard that podcast? 
Yes, I have. Um, and they were had a marathon runner on. I think it was actually a triathlon. A person on there that had done a triathlon, and they asked her what she did first, and she said, "My very first thing on my list was go online and find out where the mar- <laughs> where all the triathlons were." So a lot of people would be like, "That's such a tiny little step," you know, but it's that first step that's the hardest. It is. And once you it do is. that, it's you're that- like, yeah. You get the momentum. You're over it because a lot of times we are afraid. And I, you know, I think a lot of times people talk about, well, I'm, I'm afraid of failure, but I, I believe that people are more afraid of success than failure. Yeah. Because success requires work and effort to maintain failure doesn't. And I think failure is easy. So when people set goals for themselves, like doing a triathlon, right? I love the fact that that was their first step. Yeah. You know, you have to have those little wins. Step one, I'm going to look it up. Boom, I won. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like. I can see it now. (laughs) I can see it because now, guess what? Now I can print out that schedule and put it on my fridge. Right. And every time I look at my fridge, I'm going to remind myself of what it is that I want. Yeah. You know, you said failure is, is easy. Success is hard. But actually, I think. I think it, failure is hard. It's just harder, harder later. Success is harder earlier, and then it's easier later. And then failure is easy earlier, but harder later. Like with the regret and the like, I couldn't. Have, I could have been, you know, I could have done that. Yeah, you could. I mean, and yeah. the lessons you learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for folks, you know, I tell my kids to fail all the time. I'm like, I want y'all to fail because you're going to learn so much from failure. But their bigger fear is not what if I don't get it? What if I do get it? Yeah. And then I got to perform. (laughs) Yes. Then I have to perform. And that's where I always tell folks, like, you know, I think a lot of times one seems, you know, when we all, everyone always talks about the fear of failure, the fear of failure. And I'm like, wait a minute, what about the fear of success that you'll actually get what you wanted? Yeah. And then you reach that goal and then people are there and they're like, now what? Yeah. Or people will find out that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so I just let them know along the way. I really don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> like I am faking it till I make it y'all. Like, <laughs> I think most of us don't know what we're doing. Nope. And, and I mean, looking back, looking back to middle school, high school, you know, I think that all, most middle school and high schoolers think all the other high schoolers know what they're doing and they have it together. But I think the truth is none of you know what you're doing, Hudson. (laughs) Oh, it's very obvious. (laughs) That's where Charlotte's humor comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Hindsight, you know. It was rough going through those years, you guys, but you'll be all right once you get to be adults. So we talked a little bit about the first step, you know, just, uh, you know, taking the first step. So what are, what are the steps to goal setting? So there are a lot of different ways you can go about goal setting, but you know, most people will say use the, the smart goal acronym, you know, that specific right. measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. Right. And that's honestly the easiest way to go because a lot of times when people the goal is that whatever they're doing isn't working. It's because one of those isn't aligned. Either the timeline is too aggressive. 
Um, maybe it's not measurable, so they don't even realize that they've achieved it. Unrealistic. So I mentioned, you know, I'm not going to be a six foot athlete. Um, that's unrealistic for me to believe in. Um, I can't run a marathon in the next two weeks that have never trained. Right. Right. So my timeline is off. So just really thinking about what is that specific thing? You know, can I measure it? How do I know that I achieve it? You know, I would always ask students. Um, I've worked with students my entire career. So I have worked with, I've taught middle school, I've taught high school, I've taught college, and I've worked on college campuses for the better part of almost two decades um, in student affairs and academic affairs in some way, shape, or form with folks. So I've done a lot of goal setting um, at different levels with students and with faculty and staff and, and administrators, right? And you know now we just call it strategic planning. <laughs> it's fancy. Um, it's, we just have a fancier word for it, but it's the same thing, right? So when people, when we would talk about it, well, well, what's your goal? Well, my goal is to do something that makes me happy. Well, what does that look like? Like, just how do I know I've gotten there? How right. do I know I've reached that? Um, how can I measure that? Right. And so vague. It's so vague. So then we, we then have to kind of drill it back down, right? And it's important to be able to do that because then that's how you can kind of check where you are yeah because you don't even know where you are along the way so i have a very specific strategy that i have when i work with folks that we do so we set up a smart goal and we make sure that it meets all of the requirements and then we set out three action steps that they're going to take to achieve that goal right what are those three then we're going to work ahead and say okay what are some obstacles that could potentially pop up and get in my way? Like, let's see if we can think about ourselves like, okay, well, if I want to run that marathon, I hate exercise. So that's going to be an obstacle for me to get up and go to the gym or get up and go for a walk. And now after we've identified those obstacles, I have people, I suggest that people then start to think about what resources do they have access to that they can use to overcome the obstacle. Right. And that is going to help you tremendously because you're planning ahead. If I know that I need to be on a certain meal plan to be able to have the fuel to run the marathon and to get that amount of activity in, but I also know that I am not a planner I'm going to need to tap into what resources can I have, whether it's a meal delivery system, whether it's one of my, in my case, you know, Charlotte does a lot of cooking. So maybe I need to tap into Charlotte and say, okay, Charlotte, I need you to help me do batch cooking on Sunday afternoons so that I can get this taken care of. Because if not, mommy's not going to be able to stick to this. Yeah. You know, depending on where you are, what are those resources that you can um, identify? that could be a support to you. And one of those I always, you know, for me, goal setting should always be a community event. So I need some support people because they're not just going to be there to support me, but hold me accountable as well. Right. And it's so much, it's so much better with friends. Unless your kids are like, mom, should you be eating that? I don't like this. <laughs> or drinking sweet tea. Yeah. Darn it. Sweet yeah, tea is my favorite. Yes. <laughs> That's hard. It's hard because in that moment, they're holding up the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> saying, you said. <laughs> yeah. So it's, that's the accountability part. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we I mean, if that's hard on parents with our, you know, our children kind of, you know, using, being, holding us accountable, imagine peer to peer. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that we really, I mean, we don't really teach goal setting in schools that much. We have, they have, I mean, they have goals, obviously. They're trying to pass their tests and, but it's all, it's not explained, you know, it's just. No, you have to and, do this, and that's the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But so imagine, you know, if you're struggling in a class, right. And you sit down with your teacher and they say, okay, in the next two weeks, what's a goal that we can set for you? Right you know, for you in this class. And maybe it's not necessarily a specific grade. Like, let's think outside of the specific grade. You know, what's a goal that we could set? And you come up with something that is is a smart goal. And then you sit down and go through and say, okay, what are some action steps that we're going to take, right? Right. And what are some obstacles that you think might come up in, in this situation? And what are some resources that we could use you know, to help you overcome those obstacles. So, or maybe even avoid them altogether. Right. And putting that into practice in, in a classroom environment, for example. Yeah. Putting that into practice in, in the sports environment or the art club or whatever it is that you're doing, putting that into practice at church, um, you know, wherever, you know, your whatever faith you're practicing, whatever that may look like for, for you, you know, I think it would look very different you know, to then be an adult having had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. So much is a bit, is just like, okay, there's a test in two weeks. Be ready for it. But we don't talk about, hey, how should you be ready for it? You know, no, we work don't even backwards. get that much in advance, that much notice. <laughs> right. You know, we don't say work backwards. Maybe you need, you know, to do this, this day, this, this day. They they just kind of assume they know how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I think this is a very valuable skill that once you learn it, you're going to use it your whole life. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I think a lot of times, um, you know, just speaking to recent college grads that I've worked with, you know, so I've worked with them while they were in college and now they're buying their first home. Right. Or they were, you know, they're all, they've already had their first job for five years and now they're transitioning you know, I spoke with uh, a former student of mine the other day who has now been at their job for five years and is ready to transition. So one of the things that we talked about in before we even talked about putting together a resume in the job search was this piece of goal setting and what are the bigger goals in your life, right? So forget about the specific job, but what does that lifestyle look like for you? What do you want you know, your life to look like in the next five years, you know, do you want flexibility? Do you want to be married? Do you want to buy a house? Like, you know, let's talk about that before we even talk about the job, because in the end, the job's kind of a means to an end to the bigger picture of your life. Right. And, you know, it goes through that whole goal. Once again, that whole goal setting thing, you know, when I help kids apply to college, a lot of times, you know, they're picking a college because of the name of the school or a particular major. And I'm like, okay, well, what if you get there and you hate the major? Right. You know, let's think about the bigger picture. You know, what's the big goal? And then what are the small goals that you're you're accomplishing to get to that bigger place? And a lot of times that, that big goal really has nothing to do with the name of some college or even your major. Right. It has to do with your life and what kind of a life you want to make for yourself. Right. So don't pick your college based on their football team. 
Yeah. Unless you're the I, football I, player, right? Yeah. And you know what? It's funny because I've seen kids pick, pick colleges based on school colors. Yeah, that's so crazy. So, so you know, like, but I was never really taught this. You know, you, you know, high school, college. I, you know, I, I, I was pretty good at grades and doing everything, just because I'm naturally a organized and a studier kind of person but like you know once i got out of school i never really learned like there was a long period of time where i didn't set any goals for myself you know stay-at-home mom it's easy to get stuck into the rut of just survival and five years pass and you're like who am i right yeah you, you haven't invested anything into yourself in improving yourself or you know doing something you want to do um and i think as parents that's something we need to keep in mind too like don't you know you know don't lose yourself <laughs> keep keep setting goals your whole life not just not just as a young person yeah and, and and i think for me you know having two daughters who look up to me as a woman and are learning to be you know, a, a woman from me. Right. Right. So I think for me, that's always been, you know, at least in the last four to five years that I've been a parent, um, that that's been a driving force for my goal setting and decision-making. You know, I constantly think like there are these eyes watching me and they're deciding, you know, one day it'll affect some of their life choices. Yeah. They'll be like, well, my mom did it this way. And I'm like, yeah, but mommy did it wrong. <laughs> 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 mommy was doing what she thought was right in the moment and i promise you she was not yeah <laughs> um so one of the things you know that we do in our home is like when we do get it wrong we talk about that we got it wrong yeah. and then we talk about going back to the drawing board and reassessing the goal because one of the things i think that are that people are afraid of when it comes to goal setting is oh my god i set that goal and now i'm stuck with it and i'm like y'all it is not a stone tablet this is not a commandment from the lord like it is a living organic breathing organism it will shift and change yes. and it is okay as you grow and shift and change that your goals are going to shift and change and you know when i was younger i wanted to you know when i was like five my goal in life was to be a farmer and live with cows. <laughs> and, and I promise that has changed. I love farms and I love animals, but that is not my ministry. So yeah, that's good. Um, you know, it, you you shift and change. It's not a stone tablet, but a lot of times people feel like, well, I said that. Well, now I have to do it. And I talked about it. And now people are going to think that I'm a hypocrite or that um, I'm loosey goosey or whatever you want to call it, like, because I'm not sticking to it. And I, and, and that's okay Yeah. to not stick to it. It's okay that when you know more and you know yourself better and you have more information to make a different decision. Yeah, that's good. Uh, we say the same thing about a budget. You know, I used to think that yeah. once you write a budget, that was it. You had to keep it the same way every month, but it's, it's like very flexible, just like goal setting. I, I think what's awesome about being a teenager is you can try all kinds of different things sports, art, theater, you know, you, you have the ability with, you know, you don't have people depending on you for, for, you know, bringing home the income. You have the ability to go out there and try and experiment and see what you like to do. And, you know, you might decide, I really, really don't like this thing. You know, I'm going to try something different. But, you know, I wish I had done that more as a teenager. 
yeah tried more I, you stuff. have that flexibility and you know and depending on your family life because of course like not all teens you know some teens do have to work and help support their families right but you know if you have that support system in place like this is a great opportunity to take calculated well thought out risks right yeah um i'm very careful when i say you know a lot of folks will be like it's great to take risks and i'm like hey hold on there because there's some risks that you do not want to take um so calculated well thought out risks that you're like you know what i i want to try this i want to give this a shot i'm constantly encouraging um my kids to do something outside of their norm you know my, my middle schooler this year auditioned um she just got to sixth grade and her, her name is ava um we jokingly call her avocado in our house <laughs> she told us that was her code name once that was a big mistake because <laughs> now that's what we use all the time um but ava wanted to audition for a play she had never done theater in her whole life has never been on a stage she is an, a visual artist though she's done set design she's made costumes like she's just super talented in that realm and this year she went out and auditioned for the wizard of oz she wanted to be toto <laughs> so she literally auditioned for the play through barking. <laughs> she barked in a variety of different tones and sang part of somewhere over the rainbow like a dog. <laughs> How do you sing over the rainbow like a dog? It was like. <laughs> so this is how she auditioned. And, you know, the next thing you know, she got a part. Um, not Toto. She is. She's actually the mayor of Munchkinland, mm -hmm. um, which has like a song and lines. And I was very confused. And I'm like, okay, so let me get this straight. You did not read for a part. You did not sing an actual song, but somehow you got a part that requires you to sing a solo and actually have lines. <laughs> she must have said. She must have. She must have barked well. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just one of those things where she would not have even gotten the opportunity if she didn't take that risk, right. if she didn't try. And she set a goal for herself. Her goal was simply to audition. Yeah. And she practiced, we would hear her barking. We have four dogs. So she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm an expert barker. I know all about dog barks. And that was her only, that was her goal. She didn't care if she got the part. She didn't care if she got any part. She just wanted to try. Yeah, I like that, that her goal was not was something that was in her control. It wasn't, I am going to be in this play. It was, I'm going to try out for this play. Nope. She said, if I don't get a part, mom, I'll try out for stage crew. I'll apply to do lights. I'll try to apply to do sound. I'll even, I'll, or I just help make the sets again. Like I did before. Right. I just, I just want to give it a shot. I want to see what, what happens. You know, Charlotte, the same thing. Charlotte had never held a gun in her life and tried out for the air rifle team. And there's only 10 spots and, and she got one of them. And when she came home and said, I made the team, you know, she herself was in shock that she <laughs> made the team. But in the end, she's like, I'm so glad I took that risk. Now she had a backup plan because Charlotte is a planner. So she's like, okay, mom, if I do not make the team, I know that the 4-H club one county over has a team you don't have to try out for. And I can play, you know, I can shoot with them for a year and, and learn and then come back next year and try out again. Right. Yeah. So she awesome. had a backup plan. She had another, <laughs> she had other action steps in place already. So what do you do if you set a goal and 
you get behind and, and you're start, you're feeling behind and you're like, oh, I don't think I can, I can catch up. Hey guys, just cutting in here. This was such a great conversation with Esther. She shared so much good info that we had to split it into two podcasts. So listen next week to hear her answer that question in the second half. She has so many years of experience helping college students and she gives some really great advice in the next episode to parents specifically about things that you need to be aware of as you're trying to help your college student. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you won't miss that one. Also, if you're a parent or mentor, be sure to join our free Facebook group, Raising Confident Teens Community. Make sure you put all four words in there. We try to share tips and articles we see that we think you might like that will help you in this journey, and we always post when the new podcast episodes air. We'd love to have you join us. Have a great week.